Hello and welcome back to Dating Smashed. Today, we are continuing on the Freud train with Anna Freud, the youngest daughter of Sigmund Freud. Um, a well-renowned psychologist in her own right, uh, Anna studied the five main mechanisms of defense that our brain has uh, when it's presented with uncomfortable, stressful, or even taboo social situations. What does your brain do? when it's inappropriately attracted to someone else, for instance, or when it's in an extremely stressful situation, it doesn't know what to do or how to handle it. So a lot of the defense mechanisms that she found, uh, like repression, regression, projection, reaction, formation, are considered to be unhealthy coping mechanisms. The last one, sublimation, is considered to be a healthy one. Now, again, grain of salt, this is older research, so a lot of this stuff has been updated. Um, a lot of this stuff has been debunked, uh, but you can take it as the baseline for how you see the world, right? There's a kernel of truth here, and if it fits for you, it fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. No big deal. So the first thing that we're going to discuss is repression, um, and that's when a thought, feeling, or emotion is hidden by the mind, right? Because it's too dangerous to have. And for a lot of this type of stuff, you'll see it associated with like biracial marriage uh, or being gay or lesbian because it's dangerous. It's not beneficial. It's too painful in a lot of situations to have those thoughts within a particular set of societies, civilizations, cultural rules, right? It's punishing. So when the thoughts or the emotions come up, they're pushed down. They're shoved deep, deep, deep into the mind and the person tries to ignore them. Um, a lot of times the end results of this is depression, suicide, anxiety, overeating. You, you get a lot of different coping mechanisms um, because the emotions are never resolved, right? They're just kind of rattling around in people's heads and they don't ever get a chance to disperse. Ultimately, the, the, the goal uh, that Anna stresses for people is to sublimate their emotions. That is, you need to express what's happening in a socially acceptable way. It's like kind of like having a vent on, um, hmm, I was going to say a powder keg, but that doesn't make any sense. It's like having a vent on, on a bottle that's slowly building up steam, right? At a certain point, it's going to need a release or it'll explode. It's not healthy to hold on to emotions without finding a way to express them to the outside world uh, in a non-destructive way. And by non-destructive, I mean in a way that doesn't harm yourself or harm others. It's got to be responsible. Next up on the list is regression. Um, so you might notice this in yourself. Sometimes when it comes to stressful situations, fights, overwhelming, uh, the feeling of being overwhelmed at work, some of us have the sensation of our brains just kind of losing IQ points, right? We just, we go back, it's almost like we're back in an infantile state. Uh, where there's a level of helplessness, there's a level of being unable to think properly. Uh, that is known as regression. Um, the reason for this happening, uh, and this is my assumption, is that when we're really stressed out, our brain's going to fight or flight. It shuts down the prefrontal part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, uh, which is responsible for like higher end thinking, right? It's responsible for logic. It does all the stuff that smart people do. And then it redirects all of the resources and energy towards the part of the brain that's responsible for snap decisions and survival. So what you're left with is 
a really less intelligent version of who you are uh, is when things get stressful. Um, a lot of times people can get trained to not fall back into regression, but it's very, very commonplace for people to go back uh, to the emotional experience of being five, six, seven years old, which is why sometimes you see adults throwing fucking hissy fits. So uh, obviously not a healthy way to go about it. It's nothing wrong or bad if you do experience it. All of us do at some point. We all have a snapping point. But um, in order to prevent this from happening, it you got to sublimate, right? You got to find a way to let other people know what those emotions are before we get to a place where we just are incapable of dealing with them altogether. The next thing that you've probably heard about by now is called projection. That is, uh, if, hmm, what's the best way to think about this? Uh, if I have a desire to, to sabotage my relationship, if I have a desire to break up, then I might also be constantly looking for the signs in my partner, right? And I might also logically then be expected to, to put that on my partner as well. Look, you're always trying to break up with me. We should just end this now. Um, and you'll see this a lot in relationships. Projection is the process of putting the, the emotions that we're feeling onto the other person. Um, and in a lot of ways, it functions a lot like blame uh, in that sometimes it's easier for the brain to accept that other people are feeling these bad emotions that we're not supposed to feel when we ourselves are the source of those emotions, right? No one can make you feel anything. It's firmly within your domain. You control how you feel for the most part, right? It's generated internally. Now, there are conditions where you might not firmly be in control, uh, like depression and anxiety, but there are actions that you, take, uh, that, that you can take in order to modulate that mood. So I'm going to argue that there, you, you do have control over your experience, even though sometimes it definitely doesn't feel that way. So projection can be particularly dangerous when the repressed feelings are ones of violence, right? If I uh, am extremely stressed and my, my go-to reaction is fight, not flight or freeze, um, then I'm going to be seeing the, uh, the urge to pick a fight coming from everyone else, right? This person is trying to start something with me, right? They're trying to disrespect me. And I'm going to be very likely to try to initiate some kind of conflict uh, because I see that all these people are coming at me and I got to defend myself, right? Um, so projection can be one of the more dangerous coping or defense mechanisms. And you want to be on the lookout for that. Anytime that you make an assumption about how another person thinks, how another person is feeling, uh, you're probably projecting. Like nine times out of ten, you're projecting. And on the tenth time, you're still projecting, but you're correct. <laughs> They're probably feeling that thing. All right, so moving forward. Reaction formation. I'm going to admit that this one was new to me. Uh, I've never heard of this before, but I think it makes a lot of sense. So... Um, let's say that you feel a desire to cheat in your relationship, or maybe I shouldn't put it on you. Let's say that you have a friend that feels a desire to cheat in their relationship, right? Um, and rather than expressing that desire that that person is attracted to other people, 
that person then focuses a lot of their time on showing their partner that they're really dedicated and loyal and they're doing it all the time. Um, in a lot of ways, it's almost like stacking up proof that I'm not having those thoughts. In a lot of ways, it can also show up as penance, right? Oh, I had these thoughts, now I have to make up for it. I'm going to do all these things to show that I really care about you and I'm super loyal. And much of this stuff happens unconsciously, right? We're not aware of it until we begin diving in and seeing what the cause of it is. Because it's not necessarily like a logical behavior. It might make sense, but it makes less sense than simply communicating with our partners and letting them know in a responsible way that, hey, sometimes I'm attracted to other people. I'm not going to sleep with them, but, you know, sometimes that happens and you should be aware of it. <laughs> now, the final bit that we talked about, uh, the final piece for defense mechanisms is sublimation. Uh, and uh, Anna viewed that as the most acceptable defense mechanism, and that is expressing your emotions in a way that society is okay with. And a lot of coaching falls within that domain, right? How do I express my sadness at my partner without making them wrong, without blaming them? How do I express my anger, my frustration without starting a fight? How do I express my jealousy, my guilt, my happiness even, in a way that actually works. And I bring up happiness because a lot of times, especially in men, there's this reluctance to show that they're oh, like enjoying the moment, right? A lot of men are super stoic. <laughs> Guys, we like hold back, right? Because we don't want to be too excited because it, like, it's a sign of weakness. But secretly, right, there's that level of like, if I'm too happy, at least for me, right? If I'm too happy and I get disappointed, then I have that much more egg on my face. I have that much further to fall. If I'm at a 10 on the happiness scale and I drop to a one, that's a nine point fall. But if I keep myself at a five and I'm pretty neutral, that's only four points down, right? Doesn't hurt as much. So ultimately the goal here is going to be self-expression. And I don't care what kind of relationship you're in, being self-expressed in your relationship is one of the cornerstone pieces to a healthy, loving, amazing connection with another human being, right? And don't get me wrong, right? Self-expression will land you in conflict sometimes. There are going to be times when you are not practiced in expressing what's going on in your head and your partner takes that as an attack, right? Your partner takes that as you just not wanting to be in the relationship, and that's what coaching is for. <laughs> but for the most part, people are more durable than our brains lead us to believe. People are more capable of taking on information and being okay with emotions than most of us believe. So my challenge for you today is to express some thought to your partner that you've kept hidden away. It doesn't have to be your deepest, darkest secret, but try it out and see how it feels. Tell them about something that you've never told them before because you were ashamed about it and let them know. Just bring it up. Hey, this is not real. I acknowledge that it's in my head. It's just a thought. But I wanted to get it out there just to get it out there, right? It will have no impact on our relationship. And again, I just want to share it so that I don't have to have it in the back of my mind rattling around. Is that okay?
and see where that goes. See where that takes you. What emotions do you feel? For the most part, in taking on that exercise, I've noticed that those emotions, the unexpressed emotions, are the, one, are the things that got in the way of deeper connection, like juicy, sexy connection with my partner. And the more of those I pull out and get into the open, the closer I can feel with that person because I'm using them as a barrier. This, if I say this thing, this person will never accept me, right? So it's a limiter. It stops your relationship from blooming, blossoming, growing. Give it a shot and let us know how that works out. Once again, my name is Rob Wong and this has been another episode of Dating Smash. We'll catch you in the next one.